Hey everybody, it's Andy. Welcome or welcome back to the Gwinnett Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, we would love it if you would take just a moment to download the Gwinnett Church app where you can have access to all of our recent message content as well as find out about what's going on around here at Gwinnett Church. And the app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. Most importantly, however, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. All right. Well, how are we? Good. Look at that. Tega got y'all warmed up. There we go. Uh, nice. Well, welcome to Gwinnett Church again. My name is Reed Moore, and uh, I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here. And if this is your first time with us, uh, you picked a great time to come because we're starting a brand new sermon series uh, called Worth It. And we're examining uh, wh- how to invest and what's really worth investing our time into. And uh, just to get us started over the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about this, but to get us started today, uh, I wanted to kind of tell you where this series kind of birthed out of, like where it was kind of um, bubbled up in me and why, uh, why this is something that I feel like uh, I definitely want us to be talking about today. Uh, so I have three kids. I have, um, I have my oldest, she just turned eight, which I'm like, what? I have an eight-year-old? Uh, she just turned eight. Her name is Blakely. Uh, then I have a middle son. His name is Miles. He's five. He's about to turn six. And then I have our youngest terror, I mean, kid, uh, he, his name is, he's wild. Uh, his name is Landon and uh, he's two. And, um, and so my, but my middle son, this is kind of where the series is like birthed out of. This is where we, this idea came from. Uh, my middle son, uh, he started kindergarten this year. And so he's been doing the whole, you know, get on the bus, all that kind of stuff, like making new friends, trying the, the whole school thing out. And so he's going. And uh, a couple months ago, he started to come home with these little notes in his backpack that said that he was not finishing his work. And I know some of you are like, whoa, that's your kid? You know, don't sit next to Reed's kid. You know, like, and so um, Miles was not finishing his work, which honestly, when he got the first couple of these, it was not surprising to my wife and I because um, Miles just moves at his own pace. Um, he, I don't know if you guys do the whole like uh, color personality thing, you know, like he, he is a green, which means he's just like, wah, wah, you know what I mean? Like, and for all the greens in the room, that's just your pace. That's do you, you know what I mean? Like, and that's Miles though. He is like, when you're trying to get everybody in the car, like he's the one that's like dragging. He's coming down the stairs. He's got no shoes, no socks. His shirt's on backwards. His pants might be on backwards. And he feels no sense of urgency. Whereas I'm like, let's go, buddy. You know, and so, um, and I'm a red. And so, um, so trying to get him to do anything, I'm like, okay, so I could totally see how this would be true of him. Like he's kind of lollygagging, dragging his feet, you know, at school. Um, And so we didn't really like, you know, we were like, hey, bud, you need to finish your work. And he was like, got it, you know, like, but, um, and so, you know, we had the, like the normal, like just nudge conversations at the beginning. Then all of a sudden um, the, the notes became more and more consistent. And now he's getting these notes and like every week we're getting like multiple notes. Miles didn't finish his work. Miles didn't finish this assignment. His little Friday folder was just like incomplete, you know, like uh, I'm like the whole week, right? Like, and so, and so we're like, okay, but like now we have like some concerns, like, hey, what's going on? You know, we're doing the, the parent thing where you start asking your, your kid the question, like, hey, do you not understand like the work? Like, was the cutting too difficult? You know what I mean? Like, like what's happening here? Like, um, could you not figure 
figure out the glue stick, buddy. You know, like, and so we're like, like, what's happening? Like, was the, is the work too hard? Do you not understand the assignment? Is, is the teacher not explaining it? You know, like, uh, like, what, like what's going on? Can you not see the board? Like, are you like, ah, oh, you know, like, and so we're asking him all the, all these questions and he's like, no, no, it's just, dad, it's just, I don't have enough time. And I'm like, you know, it's like uh, for people, if you're married with kids and a single person tells you they're busy, you're like, <laughs> ah, to be young, right? You're, they're like, you're busy. And you're, you got a two-year-old on your leg and you're like, well, you can have him, you know, like, so. But it's, it's like, you know, here's my five-year-old and he's like, I just don't have enough time. You ever feel like that? You know, like maybe you're just like, man, I just wish I had more time. I don't have enough time to get it all done. If only, we say, if only there were a few more hours in the day, right? Like I know for Miles, if he had a few more hours in the day, he would just waste those as well, right? And so, and that might be you, right? That was worth the price of admission right there. You're like, oh, I feel so seen. And so, and so for, for Miles, he was going, I don't have enough time. Now, my wife was a second grade teacher. And so uh, she was not buying the, the time thing. She's talked to Miles's teacher. Shout out to Miss Rowe. She's amazing. And, uh, and so she's talked to the teacher and she knows the answer that basically like, hey, there's a lot of kids that are getting things done, but Miles is not. And so, and so my wife pushes in a little bit more. I was like, oh, okay, you don't have enough time. Like I guess work faster. And so, um, and so but my, my wife was like, no, 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 no. Like, let's dig in a little bit. She's like, Hey buddy, are other people in your class able to finish their work? And he's like, yeah. I mean, Marin can, cause he's a genius. You know what I mean? Like, and so he's I'm like a genius at cutting. And so, um, and so he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, other people are finishing their work. She's like, are, aren't most people finishing their work? He's like, yeah. She's like, well, then is it really that you don't have enough time? And he was like, well, I mean, I just love talking to Stratton, you know? And, and I was like, oh, okay, Stratton is his little friend in his class. He was like, I mean, dad, he has incredible Pokemon cards and he plays Roblox and his parents got him this game called Fortnite, which you should get me. And I was like, you know, like, and, and so we're sitting there and what we came to find out was it was not that Miles did not have enough time. It wasn't an amount of time issue. It was a usage of time issue. And so what we discovered with Miles is we were like, hey, buddy, you've got the same time as everyone else. It's not the amount you were given. It's not that you don't have enough time. It's actually how you are choosing to use your time. And out of that conversation, all of a sudden started to bubble up and, and my wife and I are thinking about it even for ourselves. And I was thinking about it for myself and I was like, oh my gosh, like that is, that's not just a, a kindergartner problem. That's not just like an issue that he's dealing with. That's us. You see, because the reality is we've all got the same 24 hours in the day and the same seven days in a week. And you're not gonna get any more time. Contrary to popular belief, you cannot make time, buy time or borrow time from somebody else. You can only spend it or waste it. And that got me thinking about this. How am I, and I started thinking about this for myself. My wife and I have been having these conversations and I get a little emotional because I'm like, man, when we were looking at it for ourselves, we just, we, we realized we are wasting a lot of this precious gift that we call time. 
And it's not an amount issue because that's not going to change. It's a usage issue for each and every one of us. You can't adjust the amount. You just get to choose where it goes and you get to choose how it's spent or how it's wasted. And, and so we've got to answer for ourselves the question of how am I spending my time? Because the reality is, and, and you guys know this, where your time goes, your life will follow. Where your time goes, your life is going to follow. And, and how you spend your time is going to determine in a lot of ways who you become. And it's going to shape who you become. How you spend your time and where you spend your time, it's gonna shape your character. How you spend your time and where you spend your time, it's going to determine the depth and the quality of your relationships, your friendships, your, your dating relationships, your relationship with your spouse, the strength of your marriage, the relationship that you have with your kids. All of that is going to be affected by how and where you choose to spend your time. It's going to determine where you spend your time is going to determine uh, the impact that your life is going to make. It's going to, it's going to determine and, and affect the legacy that you're going to leave. You see, where you choose to spend your time, not the amount that you've got, because you, you don't control that, but where you choose to spend the amount you've been given is ultimately, it's going to, be where your life follows and it's gonna determine the person that you become. And, and whether you've ever thought about it on those terms or not, whether or not you wanna believe that that's true or whether or not you think you're the exception to the rule because chances are all of us at some point, we think we're the exception to the rule. Like I can spend my time, I can spend 17 hours a week on Netflix, but still also have a great marriage. You know what I mean? Like, but we don't ever talk to each other without a screen, right? And, and so it's like, we think we might be the exception to the rule. Whether you've thought about it or not, you know, though, deep down that this is true. That where you're spending your time is where your life is going to follow and how you spend your time is going to shape who you become and the relationships that you have. And so you know that this is true in your life. And, and the good news this morning is that your heavenly father, he knows this is true as well. And the even better news is he cares immensely about who you become and he cares about the quality and the depth of the relationships that you have. And he cares about the impact that your life will have and whether or not you live into your purpose. And he cares about the legacy that you're going to leave. And he, he cares about these things so much that he's actually given us some wisdom and some guidance for how we can use and spend our time better so that we don't waste it on things that aren't ultimately worth it. And so this morning, what I wanna do is I wanna show you what the scriptures say, what the Holy Spirit inspired the, the apostle Paul to write in regards to how we're spending our time and how we can make better use of the time that we're given. Right? This series is not going to help you figure out how to manufacture more time because that's impossible. But hopefully in this series, we'll talk. And today we're gonna learn how to better use our time. And we're gonna learn some areas where we can invest it that are worth it. And so this morning in Ephesians, uh, we're gonna look at this verse. And this is what the apostle Paul wrote in regards to our time. He says this, he says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of the time because the days 
are evil. Now, real quick, let me give you a little context into where this is being written. So this is in uh, the Paul's letter to the Ephesians in your Bible. It's the book of Ephesians. It's written, he wrote this to um, a group of early believers, a newly formed Christian community in a place called Ephesus. And his point in this book, he, he kind of makes two, uh, he has two big focuses. The first three chapters, he focuses on the fact that God loves us so much that he has saved us by grace He has saved us, not by your works, not by your actions, not by you trying and striving really, really hard to get God to love you, but because he loves you so much by grace, he has saved you and called you into a life full of purpose. And so he says, I pray, I love the way he talks about it in those first three chapters. He says, I pray that you would know how loved you are by God and that you were created on purpose, with purpose, for purpose. I pray that you will get that deep down in your heart. And then he makes this transition after the first three chapters of telling us how God loves us, has forgiven us, accepts us, and has given us a purpose in life. He says, he he makes the transition in chapters four, five, and six, where now he's gonna start to say, okay, as loved people, here's how to live in love well. And so four, five, and six are very practical. He, he, he begins to unpack how to live and love and to treat people. And he talks about, hey, as a loved person, as someone loved and saved by God with purpose for purpose, he says, hey, this is how you ought to live. And that's the context in which he's writing this verse right here. As a matter of fact, chapter five starts with, hey, as dearly loved children, here's how you ought to walk through life. And then he gets to this area of time and he gets to the area of time because he knows that truth that we just mentioned that we talked about, which is that where you spend your time is your life is ultimately going to follow and how you spend your time is going to shape who you become. And so he says, let me talk to you a little bit about how you are spending your time and let me teach you how you can maximize that and use it well so that you become who you ultimately desire to be, but even more importantly, who God created you to be. And so what we're gonna do for the next few minutes together is we're just gonna break this down and we're gonna break this verse down and get really, really practical and hopefully give you guys some tools to be able to go home and to examine and and to adjust some things in your life and in the way that you're spending your time. And so this is what he says. He says at the very beginning, he says, look carefully then at how you walk. Look carefully then how you walk. Now you guys understand that he's not saying like, your shoe's untied. You know what I mean? Like he's not talking about literally like watch the ground. When he says, look carefully then how you walk, that idea of your walk is your life. He says, look carefully then how you're living and how you're spending your time. The idea here is examine how you're living and where your time is being spent. The idea that Paul's getting at is from time to time, you ought to audit your time. And so here's how this could look. Uh, I'm gonna do this with blocks. You don't have to do this at home, but if you've got kids, fantastic, right? So each one of these blocks, let's just do a little time audit together. Each one of these blocks, I got 21 of them and they represent eight hour time blocks. And they're blocks, look at that, time blocks. Um, I know I got jokes, I'll be here all day. So, um, So each of these represents eight hours of time totaling for 168 hours. And this is the time you're given in a week. And it's the same for everybody. And no matter who you are, where you're from, what you've done, how much money you make, what kind of car you drive, what part of the country you're from, whatever that is, like you get the same 168 hours 
in a week. And Paul says, you need to look carefully about where these hours are going. You need to examine carefully about how you're living and where this time is going. And so from time to time, you need to audit your time and you need to examine where it's going. And so an audit of time might look like, okay, so I know that there are some things, whenever you do an audit, there's like, you know, you're looking at, okay, there's some stuff that I can control. There's some stuff that I can't. And so like, let's just break it down. And so for all of us humans in the room, some of this time, it has to go to sleep. Yes. The recommended number of hours of sleep for a healthy human being is how many? Eight, everybody knows this, right? Some of you are like, eight, what is that, right? Like, <laughs> right? There are some of you in here and you're like, I've never seen eight hours. There are some of you that are like, mm, need 10. And I'm like, what? That's a coma. And so, <laughs> and so there are some of you in here though that, that like, would, would anyone in here say that they get eight hours of sleep? Eight hours, any eight hour people? Yeah, wow, look at you, so healthy. And then uh, anybody less than eight? Yeah, okay, there we go, all, all these. Anybody less than six? Okay, on a consistent basis. Anybody less than four? I was about to say, there's gonna be healing service after this. <laughs> you can come, spirit of insomnia, get out of here. So um, I'm like, dang, that is harsh. So, so most of us are probably not getting the recommended eight hours. Maybe you're getting less than eight, but uh, you know, let's assume for the sake of this illustration, let's just assume the best in all of us. And let's just be our best selves right now. And let's assume we get eight hours of sleep. So as you're auditing your time, you go, okay, like this is time that I'm not gonna really control. I can't tell this where to go. This is time that's gonna go to sleep. Then there's some other time that we have that we may or may not really be able to control because, um, because life is expensive and that two-year-old is hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, so, um, and, so, and so you got this other thing that you got to spend some time in, right? Not just sleep, but also where does another 40 plus hours go? Work. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. So let's just say for a lot of us, and I know some of us can't, or some of us are retired, but for a lot of us in this room, uh, another chunk of our time, it goes to, to work, right? And, and so, you know, baby's gotta eat, you got bills to pay, you got some kid's college to be paying for, your college that you're paying for 900 years later. And so you got your student loans, you got your car payment, you got your mortgage, all that kind of stuff, your rent, whatever. And so you gotta pay for those things. And so because you gotta pay for those things, you gotta work. And a lot of you are working, you know, full-time job. And so that's 40 hours or 40 plus hours, right? Because, you know, you love what you do or what you do really loves you. And so, um, and so you've got your 40 plus, right? Like, so let's just, we'll just give it seven of these. And so that's, that's, that's 40 plus, that's 56 more hours. And so as you're auditing your time, you're like, all right, I got my hours that go to sleep. I got my hours that go to work. And then there's the rest of these. And, and what's crazy is if you were sleeping eight hours and you were working, not eight hours total, that's, that's a zombie. And so like, but, but if you were sleeping eight hours a night and then you were working your 40 plus hours, if you were working 56 hours, that still leaves you now with seven more blocks here, 56 hours that we'll call like undecided, right? This is the other hours that you get to spend on other things. This is the hours that you get to decide where they go. You get to spend them on, you know, taking the kids to practice or to tournaments or to recitals or to 
tutoring or to hagwon or to whatever it is that you got to take your kids to, um, which hagwon, by the way, is just like Korean after school school. And so like uh, all my Korean friends were like, yeah, I know my mom made me go. And then uh, white people, that's just like, that's just what that is. So I was just making sure you knew. And so, um, and, and so that's, that's where, you know, the hours that you can spend taking your kids places, um, that's the hours that you can spend on personal care. You can spend that, whether that's in the gym or in your counseling, these are, these are those hours, those, the, the, these are the hours that you can spend in your spiritual growth, whether it's in a small group or serving or actually getting up and spending time with God. Uh, these are hours that, that, that a lot of us spend um, on entertainment and distraction, right? Which is like, for some of you, it's like this much, you know, like um, on Netflix, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, right? Like that's where these hours have a tendency to go. And, and, and this is just an example of how examining your time could look. This is just an example of how the 168 breaks down. The 168 won't change for any of you, but how it stacks may look different. You know, like you may have, oh, I don't sleep. I'm the person over here sleeping not a lot. And so it goes to work. So your 168 may stack differently than somebody else's. But the idea here is that this is what you're given and you should examine, according to the apostle Paul, you should look carefully about where this is going because how you spend this, it affects who you become and it affects the quality and the depth of your relationships. And, and parents in the room, it affects whether or not you're gonna have the kind of relationship with your kids where they wanna come home when they're in college and whether or not they wanna call you when things get hard after they've moved out. And how you spend this is gonna determine the strength of your marriage, married people. And how you spend this single people is gonna determine the person that you're becoming and the character that you're developing and the type of career that you have and the success that you experience. And how you spend this is going to determine the quality and the depth of your relationship with your heavenly father and the physical health that you experience and the mental health that you experience. And so Paul starts off and he says, hey, in regards to how you spend your time as somebody that God loves and cares about and is created on purpose with purpose, he says, look, from time to time, you should audit your time and you should look carefully at where these hours are going. And you should honestly assess where these hours are going. And you should take a look at it. And then he says, as you're assessing it, as you're examining it, honestly, he says, you ought to use a filter. He says, not as unwise, but as wise. And so he says, look, from time to time, you need to be examining how you're living and where you're spending your time. And then he says, and then as you examine, you should examine it with this filter. He says, you should examine this and where you're spending your time. And you should be asking yourself the question, is this wise or unwise? Is the way that I'm spending this time, is it wise or is it unwise? When he says wise and unwise throughout the scriptures, um, unwise is, is often uh, d defined and depicted as um, just kind of doing whatever you want, whenever you want, that would be unwise. Unwise is when you prioritize um, the immediate and the urgent over the important and the eternal. Unwise is when you take what you want now and you prioritize it over what you want most. And he goes, as you're looking at how you're spending your time, he says, is it unwise? Is it just the, the immediate? Is it just the urgent? Is it what you want right now over what you want most? Is it unwise or is it wise? 
And wise would be the opposite of what we just described. Wise would be looking at what I want most and prioritizing that over what I want now. It's taking the ultimate and placing it above the immediate. And so he says, hey, when you're examining your time, you should look carefully at how you're walking and then you should apply this filter of wise and unwise. And so you should look at where your time is going and then you should ask yourself the question, is where my time is being spent, is it unwise or is it wise? Based on who I want to be, based on the relationships that I hope to have, based on the quality of the relationships that I hope to have, based on the person that I hope to become, based on the impact that I hope my life will make, based on the legacy that I hope that I'll leave, based on what I hope people will say about me one day after having encounters with me today. He says, is it unwise or is it wise? And you should apply that filter. And you should look at all the areas where you're spending your time and you should ask yourself the question, hey, am I... Is this really worth it? Am I, am I wasting my time on something that's not worth it or am I investing my time in what matters most? Is it unwise or is it wise? So he says, apply that filter. And then he keeps going. And he says, not only do you need to examine it and apply the filter and ask the right question. And this is the part where most of us stop short because a lot of us will look carefully at this We'll look at it. We'll look at our calendar. We'll look at where we spend our time. We'll be able to, a lot of you have immediately already, as I'm talking, you've already identified some areas that you're like, yeah, that's not really wise. Yeah, 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 no, I'm wasting a lot of time in that area. A lot of you got the reminder this morning of your screen time and you went, oh, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and you realize already like that there's some unwise time. And so you've recognized it, but now this is where the next step is. He, he, says, he says, okay, look carefully how you, examine how you walk, apply the filter of wise or unwise, ask yourself the question, is this, is this wise? And then he says, making the best use of the time. And when he says making the best use of the time, another, uh, some other uh, interpretations of that verse say redeeming the time. The idea is to make the appropriate adjustments. He says, okay, you should look at when it comes to your time, from time to time, you need to audit your time and you need to look at where your time is going. And then you need to ask yourself this question, is it wise, is it unwise? Am I investing in things that are worth it or am I wasting my time in a lot of areas that aren't ultimately worth it? And then he says, and then you need to redeem that time. You need to make the most of the time. Once you've recognized it, once you've seen where your time is going and you've applied the appropriate filter, he says, now you need to make the appropriate adjustments. And that's what it looks like to make the most of the time, to make the best use of the time. That's the way that you begin to redeem the time is that you look and you see where it's going. And if you spot areas that are unwise or that you're being wasteful or that aren't leading to who you ultimately want to be or the life that you ultimately hope to have or the relationships that you ultimately hope to have or, or the person that God ultimately created you to be, if they're not leading you in that direction, then he would say, make the best use of your time and make the appropriate adjustment. And so he says, that's, that's, that's what's next. And so that may look like you moving some blocks around and going, that's not healthy. I need to sleep more. I need to rest more. I need to go to bed an hour earlier this week, every day. I need to get up an hour earlier 
so that I can actually spend time because spiritually I'm not where I want to be. And so I want to spend some more time with God. Or I need to get up when my spouse gets up because we, I've just recognized that we don't have any conversations that don't involve a screen in front of both of our faces or a TV on in the background. And so you know what I need to do is I need to get up an hour earlier, even though I don't have to be up, they have to be up and I need to get up and we need to sit down and have some coffee and have a normal adult conversation because I want our marriage to be stronger, but I'm wasting my time in areas that aren't worth it. He says, make the appropriate adjustments. Maybe, maybe some of you, are, you examine the time and then you look at it and you realize, oh my gosh, my kids spend more time with teachers and coaches than they do with me. And I feel like I barely know them. And what the apostle Paul would say is, if you examine that and you recognize that and you want a better relationship, he would say, now make the appropriate adjustment and maybe don't play 10 sports. Maybe just pick one that your kid's not even gonna go to college for. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're like, you don't even know he's so good. He's okay. And so like, I'm just saying what the apostle Paul is talking about here, it's so important. And in the area where we tend to fall short and the area where we tend to stop short is the area that has the potential to have the biggest impact. And that is after you've examined and after you've identified what's wise and, and, and who you ultimately wanna be and whether or not that falls in line, then he says, you need to make the most of the time and you need to make the appropriate adjustments and you need to trade some hours here and there. And you might need to give up some things in order to get some things. And you might need to reprioritize. And you might need to put, there's that old Stephen Covey example with the rocks. You might need to dump all the rocks out. They're different sizes, small, medium, large. And he says, if you put the large ones in first, you can make a lot more fit. You might need to readjust, pour some stuff out and put the big rocks back in. He says, make the appropriate adjustments, make the most of the time, redeem the time when you notice it. He says, because, because the days are evil, which sounds like a Harry Potter book, doesn't it? Like it does. It kind of sounds like weird. Like, what does he mean? The days are evil. Like the dark Lord comes, you know what I mean? Like it can sound kind of creepy. And, and you're like, what does that mean? Like the, the days are evil. Like, like uh, you, you know, I mean, I will say that Jesus did teach that you and I, we have a spiritual enemy and that his goal is to steal, kill and destroy us and, and the good things in our lives. And, and so he would love nothing more than for you to waste time on stuff that's not worth it. But that's not what Paul's necessarily talking about right here. When he says the days are evil, he's not necessarily talking about your spiritual enemy. He's talking about, hey, you should look carefully how you walk. You should apply the filter of wisdom. You should make the appropriate adjustments because if you don't, he says, if you don't, if you're not intentional with this time, he says, then you will unintentionally waste it on stuff that's not worth it. That's what will happen. If you're not intentional, if you don't start telling your time where it's supposed to go, can I just tell you that if you just let time go wherever it wants, you know where it goes? It goes to the cracks and crevices of your life and it leaks and it's wasted. That's what happens. And that's what he's saying. He's going, hey, look, if you just go with the flow and you just spend time the way culture dictates or the way your desires dictate, you're going to end up at a destination that you did not intend to be. And you are gonna end up in, in a destination, whether it's spiritually or relationally or personally, in your mental health, in your physical health. He goes, if you just let your time go wherever it wants to go or the way culture and your desires tell it to go, 
He says, you will end up in a place you never wanted to go. That's what he means when he says, because the days are evil. He says, you ought to examine where your time is going. Audit your time, audit your life. And then he says, use wisdom as a filter. Am I spending my time and am I living my life in such a way that it's leading me to the person that I ultimately want to be and that my heavenly father has ultimately created me to be? And then he says, make the appropriate adjustments because if you're not intentional with your time, it will not lead you to a place that you ultimately wanted to be. And you will find yourself in some undesired destinations. And that's what he means when he says, because the days are evil. And so the apostle Paul would say to you and to me, he would say, look, you are loved by God. And he loves you so much that he cares about how you're spending this gift that he has given you called time. He loves you so much. He's not gonna give you any more of this than anybody else. He's not gonna give you more, uh, more time in a day. He's just going to guide you into how you ought to use that time so that you can become who you ultimately want to be and who he ultimately created you to be. He loves you so much that he's given you this instruction. And so the apostle Paul would say to us, he would say, examine where your time is going. Use wisdom as a filter and ask yourself, is it going to places that are wise and then make the appropriate adjustments. Because if you're not intentional with your time, you will end up with consequences and destinations that you never intended and you never desired. So the question I wanna ask this morning for all of us is we're beginning this series together and we're looking at our time. The question is like, where and how are you spending your 168? How are you spending the hours that you're given this week? How is it being spent? Where is your time going? Are you investing it wisely or is much of it being wasted on things that aren't ultimately worth it? And I'm not dogging on Netflix. I know I was making fun of it earlier. And like, I'm not saying you can't binge watch a show every now and then some of you, you need that, you know? Like, it's like how you just like, like decompress, you know? And so I'm not saying that that's bad, but I'm just saying that if, more hours in your week are going to Netflix than they are to your relationships or your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your heavenly father. If more hours are going to Netflix, then don't be surprised when those areas suffer. And so the question we wanna ask is how are you spending this? Where is it going? Are you investing it wisely or is a lot of it going towards things that aren't ultimately worth it? And what if this week, what if this week we decided to follow the instructions of the apostle Paul? What if this week we decided to follow the instructions of the apostle Paul? Like if it's really this big of a deal, if who we're becoming is shaped by where we're spending this time, if our life is ultimately gonna follow where our time goes, what if we believed that we took that seriously and we heeded his instructions this week? What if this week you did an audit of your time? You examined where your time was going. And then what if you were so bold as to apply the filter of wisdom and you were to ask honestly, is this the, the best use of my time? And then what if you adjusted some things accordingly? I'm not saying you gotta change the whole thing and blow it all up, but, but like maybe you're adjusting an hour here, an hour there. You're gonna give yourself an hour more sleep 
You're gonna give yourself an hour less of your TV or your screen time. You're gonna give your kids an hour more of your undivided attention. You're gonna give your spouse or your friends or your community group an hour more. You're gonna prioritize an hour of time each week with God in church. You're gonna start serving somewhere. I don't know what it is, but you're gonna adjust accordingly. That you guys, if you took some time this week to examine your time, to apply wisdom and to make some adjustments, that would be some time that would really be worth it. And I think you would like the results. Over time, if you'll examine your time and you'll apply wisdom and you'll adjust accordingly from time to time, over time, that is going to bear much fruit in your life and in your relationships. And you're going to like who you become. And so what if we did that this week? I would love to be able to help us with that. And so I'm gonna give you a little bit of homework. You don't have to turn it in. I'm not gonna be like, good God, that's where you spend your time. You know what I mean? Like, and we're not doing that, but, but, but I'm gonna give you a little homework this week. I'm gonna email you guys. Um, hopefully it, it goes out tomorrow. Um, we're gonna be sending you an email and it is a time budget. Basically, I know some of you are like, yippee, right? Like some of you are actually excited. Some of you just went, oh, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna email you a time budget. It's basically just a blank assessment of the time that you have in a week. And the way to best use that would be, my, my encouragement would be print two copies. One is your audit. One is where you determine where is my time going currently? You don't have to trick it. Nobody else is gonna see it. You don't have to lie and be like, hour with God, <laughs> you know, like, but, but you're not, you know what I mean? Like, like you, don't have to, you don't have to lie. This is for you, right? So on, like, be honest, where is your time going? And just be honest on the timesheet, audit your time. And then what I would encourage you to do is, is look at it, use the filter of wisdom. You know, is this, is this ultimately leading me to who I hope to be and the relationships that I hope to have? And then on the next sheet, make a new budget. Adjust accordingly. Make some adjustments. It doesn't have to be major. An hour here, an hour there, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. Make some adjustments so that this next week, you're moving more in the direction of who you ultimately want to be and who your heavenly father ultimately created you to be. You're moving more in that direction this week than you did last week. And that, you guys, that might be an hour that would be really, really worth it if we would take the Apostle Paul's example. Examine where your time is going. Apply wisdom, adjust accordingly. Because if you're not intentional, your time will unintentionally be wasted on stuff that's not worth it. And y'all, life is too short and you are too loved and your, and your purpose and your potential is too great to sit around and waste this gift that we've been given. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you care. You care so much about who we're becoming. You care so much and you love us so much that you sent us Jesus, that, that through his sacrifice, we can have life and forgiveness and hope and purpose in him. Thank you so much for the gift of time. Forgive us for the times where we complain that it's not enough, um, but thank you for the gift of time and the time that you've given us. And I just pray right now that you would help us to make the most of it, to heed your instructions and to actually examine where this time is going because we can't make more of it. We can only spend it or waste it. 
And so would you help us to honestly assess where our time is going? Would you help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to apply wisdom to where we're spending our time? And then would you give us the courage and the conviction to adjust accordingly so that we can become more the people that you, that you created us to be? So I pray that you would help us this week, guide us, lead us, help us to waste less time and to leverage more of it. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. All right, you guys, we're gonna send you that this week. We hope that you'll continue to show up the next couple of weeks. We're gonna talk about some worthwhile investments of our time and make sure that you grab one of those business breakfast uh, flyers on the way out. We love you. Have an awesome week.